In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Late that afternoon, they had cleaned up the mess left by the crowds of thousands, picked up the breadcrumbs and fish bones from the green grass, and he sent them ahead by boat. He stayed behind on the mountain to pray while they sailed across the Sea of Galilee as evening fell. And just before dawn, he looked across the waters and saw them straining at their oars against a contrary wind. And he went to them, walking upon the sea. When they first saw him in the twilight and through the sea spray, catching fleeting glimpses between the swells of a mysterious figure coming toward them across the waves, they screamed in terror. Dorothy Sayers, in her play, The Man Born to be King, captures something of the terror of the disciples when she has them cry out all at once at this moment, heaven defend us, it's a demon, an angel, the ghost of a drowned man, how fast it comes, it's catching us up, row for your lives, Simon shouts, and poor Matthew can only stammer over and over again, God forgive me, God forgive me, I've been a great sinner. But Jesus said to them, take heart, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Just as he did in the feeding of the 5,000, so in the walking on the water, the Lord Jesus reveals his divine glory. In both cases, Jesus does what only the Lord God of Israel can do. He feeds the thousands with five loaves and two fishes, as the Lord fills all things living with plenteousness, feeds them as the Lord feeds his people with manna in the wilderness. Just so when Jesus walks on, what, on the water, he does what only God can do. God, as Job says, who alone spreadeth out the heavens and treadeth upon the waves of the sea. Jesus treads upon the waves of the sea. He reveals his divine identity. So too, St. Mark gestures toward the divinity of Jesus in the text when he says that Jesus would have passed by the disciples. Did you catch that little phrase there in verse 48? He comes to them walking upon the sea, St. Mark says, and would have passed by them. This, too, is something the Lord God of Israel does, as when the Lord hid Moses in the cleft of the rock and made his glory pass by, and Moses saw his back and not his face, as when the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the name of the Lord, and Moses bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped, so now the Lord Jesus made to pass by the disciples and they saw his glory and were filled with wonder and with awe. 
in all of this, Jesus reveals himself as the Lord of all, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, who does great things beyond finding out and wonders without number, who stills the raging sea and causes the winds to cease. No wonder the disciples respond as they do. They were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Stop for a moment and put yourself in the disciples' shoes and share in their amazement and reverence and awe of the Lord. Wonder at the might of the Lord Jesus. What manner of man is this that the wind and the seas obey him? The Lord Jesus walks on water and stills the raging wind. And he brings courage to the disciples as well. Be of good cheer, he says, it is I, be not afraid. He did so then, early that morning on the Sea of Galilee, and he is able to do so now, for you and for me. What he said to his disciples then, he still speaks today. Courage, take heart, it is I, be not afraid. In the storms of our lives, he comes as the one whose voice is contentment, whose presence is balm, as the hymn has it. Let me share with you a time that this became palpably true for me. Some 20 years ago, a tornado touched down at my parents' farm. We'd, we'd never heard of such a thing in Pennsylvania, but there it was. We all happened to be home at the time, and it was the, uh, just before the evening milking. Um, and I, somebody said, wondered after the last service if the cows were okay, and yes, the cows ended up being okay. Um, we had good warning, and we were all waiting in our thick-walled basement, mom and dad and myself and my two sisters and my brother, who was about seven years old at the time, and our neighbor Lori and her two children were there, and all of the kids had bicycle helmets on, just in case. And while we waited there, with the storm raging around us, we began to sing an old gospel hymn. He is here, hallelujah, we sang. He is here, amen. And we knew it to be true in that moment. I distinctly remember the fear melting away. We sang, he is here, holy, holy. And there in the basement, we knew that was the case. He says, take heart, it is I, be not afraid. We've been looking at St. Mark's account of the walking on the water. St. Matthew's adds another dimension. In St. Matthew's gospel, when Jesus tells the disciples not to be afraid, Peter says, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. It's a characteristically impetuous action of Peter's. And Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, 
Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Peter walks on the water until he takes his eyes off Jesus. Then he sees how strong the wind is, and he becomes afraid, and he begins to sink. There is a deep spiritual truth in this. What happens to Peter physically happens to us spiritually whenever we take our eyes off Jesus. We sink. We are diminished. We become in danger of drowning. The gospel calls us to fix our eyes on Christ Jesus, to look to him for all that we need. He alone can save us. He alone can give us life. He alone can make us walk on the water, as it were. Let us participate in his mastery of the waves and the winds of this life. Fear not, I have redeemed you, he says. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. We will find this to be true when we fix our gaze on the Lord Jesus. But insofar as we, like Peter, take our eyes off of him, we will find ourselves sinking. If all that we can see is the wind and the waves, they will begin to overwhelm us. If all that we can see is our own self, if we are self-regarding, if we see only our weakness or rely only on our own strength, then, too, we will begin to sink. Bid me come to thee on the water, Peter says. And Jesus says, come. This, too, is an invitation addressed to you and to me. The Lord calls us to come to him, to step out in faith, across the waters. There's a contemporary hymn that I think powerfully expresses this challenge, this invitation. Listen to how it goes. It begins, You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery. In oceans deep, my, feet will, my faith will stand. And the hymn continues, I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waters. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. The hymn ends with a prayer that shares in the risky faith of Peter that leads him to climb out of the boat and to begin to walk across the waters toward Jesus. Spirit, Lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you call me. 
Take me deeper than my feet could ever wonder, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. What would it mean for you to pray like this? Take me deeper than my faith could ever wander. Or lead me beyond my own resources. Lead me to where I might find you there beyond myself. What would happen if you and I prayed like this? What would happen in our lives as individual Christians? What would happen in our lives as a parish family of all souls, if we prayed like this as a community. The gospel story of Jesus walking on the water challenges us to keep our vision firmly focused on the Lord Jesus. It challenges us to avoid the temptation to focus on the wind and the waves of this life, to worry about pandemics or budgets or changing demographics, or cultural trends. Instead, it calls us to firmly fix our eyes on the Lord Jesus, trusting that he will give us all that we need, eager to heed his voice that calls us out beyond ourselves into the waters. May the Lord grant us the faith to keep our eyes above the waters, to keep our eyes firmly fixed on the Lord Jesus, who calls us out beyond ourselves to him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.